Coming to you from the M&M Exterior Studio in Nooksville, Virginia, this is Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle, the introvert's extrovert. She talks to people so you don't have to. For now. Welcome back to Flushing It Out. Susan McCorkendale, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for inviting me, Samantha. It's great to be back with you. Returning guest, amazing woman. More to flush, baby. More to flush. There's always (laughs) enough stuff to flush out when Jersey girls get together. So now for if you're a first time listener of Susan, she is a mom, author, speaker, an autism advocate a forever Jersey girl, occasional overthinker, but not too frequently, and more often a bubblegum machine mouth type. And like everyone else is tired of COVID. And she says fat from COVID, but I'm not going to go there. (laughs) Definitely. And feeling lost because of COVID. And I love her. I love her honesty, her vulnerability, and her authenticity. So thank you, Susan. No, thanks, Samantha. I'm glad to be here. You, I just, you know, when you had us, you always have us fill out that form before we start the show. And I'm like, you, one of the questions was like, what do you really want to talk about? I'm like, I really want to talk about how much weight I want, how much weight other people have gained and what are they doing to hide it? You know what I mean? Because I just feel caught. I, <laughs> I feel like I can't hide. It's, um, that's pretty much the story of my COVID life. And, you know, I was thinking when you wrote that, I was like, you know what? I think everyone's sick of COVID and everyone's sick of talking about it. So there's a part of me that says like, oh no, let's just stay in this place where we talk about something, I don't know, off the wall. But I think first addressing, I mean, if we're going to be talking about, you are all about flaws are the new black, celebrating your flaws. And I'm all about celebrating the failures or, and Mm -hmm. I also, I'm trying starting to say perceived failures because- what we think are failures are not That's always right. failures. No, they're not failures. And That's I think not always. That's exactly. Right. And think, you know, you think about it, everyone's coming out. Well, we're still not out of the season yet, but like you said, you, you're, you had this laundry list of all these thoughts and, and I would say criticisms of yourself mm. when we're all just getting by. So I think if we can kind of say, all right, let's just lay it out on the table. What are we struggling with and yeah. how more importantly, how, what are we learning through that? Cause let's combat that shame. Like, okay, what are the things we think were, are our flaws? We think are our failures, but then really let's, let's shift the perspective because I had a big sh- perspective shift with weight. And so that's mm-hmm. why when you wrote that, I said, okay, so I'm going to say it right now. So everyone doesn't have to listen to the end for my big aha moment. Um, but I've been following, <laughs> I've been following some different body positivity nutritionists on Instagram and stuff that speak to different people, you know, and they're not part of the normal diet culture. And something that caught my eye was that emotional eating is, um, I can't remember what it was, but it basically it's like, that's a coping technique and there's nothing wrong with it. Like what about emotional drinking? I'm <laughs> just kidding. Well, that, <laughs> that's a certain level, but that's exactly. But I actually was talking to someone that even that, like there's a window where of course it's not okay to overindulge to the point where we harm ourselves. Right. But I, but it's like, I can't remember how it was. And, but there's, but it's like this cushion where if that's what helps you. And I know for me, 2020 was a very hard year. And it was like, I was holding it together in all these other areas where I had to. Yeah. And for me, it was like that emotional eating. It's like, I needed that endorphin, serotonin, whatever, dopamine hit. And Mm -hmm. I, and it's like, now that I'm kind of coming out of it, I'm so, I'm giving myself so much more grace. Yeah. You have to forgive yourself. You needed it when you needed it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's fair. 
That just well, good. You look terrific. Thank you. Can't get over your Thank thin you. face. I'm thrilled for you. I think it's the Zoom auto appearance, but I'll take it. it you know what? I'm thinking that I like it. <laughs> I hope it's working on my end. Don't be looking at the wrinkles. I know. Um, no, oh, I think you look great. It's had 2020 has been awful. It's been a year. Absolutely. It's been terrible. Now, so you are, your flaws are the new black. You're always about shifting the perspective as well on celebrating those flaws. Right. Yes, of course. Because you know, celebrating them that and my whole thing about wearing them, you know, flaws of the new black, like we wear black, we like black, black makes us feel good. So it's like, it's, it's putting it out there. It's like, wear your flaws. Don't be, don't be so concerned about them because so many times, you know, they are our strengths, but we've been told, you know, you got a big mouth or, you know, or um, you say whatever comes out of your mouth or you're not good at this or what have you. And so many times, um, you know, I have a big mouth, but, and whatever comes right out of my mouth. Well, sometimes, it, you know, that really works for me when I'm writing something and it really works for me when I know what I really need to say to help a friend or, you know, help one of my boys. Like I, I learned to like, be careful and temper it, but let it out. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a flaw, but not a bad, terrible one, you know, and I think you should recognize that. And it's a flaw according to who? Well, you know, <laughs> the people pleaser. <laughs> yeah, the people pleaser in us. We've been doing this, my husband and I have been doing this positive intelligence kind of mm. course. And it talks about how our it kind of is that whole idea of like our strengths are mm. kind of what also then hold us back. Because if at an early age, you talked about being like a talker and I was a chatter too. Oh, and, sure. <laughs> um, you know, it's the thing that you kind of learn to temper it because it mm. gets a lot of slack. So like, I remember one time a woman who had only seen me once, once, a, like maybe a couple times in my whole life. Cause it was just when I was visiting my grandparents and she said, she saw me when I was older and she said to my mom, you were always a mouthy kid. And I told my mom just actually the, recently that I said, you know, what's really important about that memory for me. It's not that she told me that. Because I did start to feel like, oh, I'm a mouthy kid. But the more important thing was how my mom reacted to it. Oh, I was I was dying for you to say about your mom. Good. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and, she I, and she just, you know, I think I think she was pleasant at the time, like, you know, just okay, you know, just like get out, you know, I'm not gonna have a conversation. But afterwards I remember like, I don't know what she's talking about. And like that was, you know, just basically totally dismissing it. And I said, man, now that I'm older and I have perspective, it's like if my, I think if she would have been more like, well, you are, or this or that, it just, that would have been an area where then I became insecure of using my voice. And I just feel like that simple brush no off, like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. well, it's not a bad thing that I'm a mouthy kid. Like if that's what she thought, that's what she thought, but that's not a bad thing for me. So apparently you had some self-confidence and you said what whatever was on your mind and she took it as you being a mouthy kid. And that's her opinion. And that's the so, struggle with raising kids. With being a mouthy kid. That's what I said. I'd rather have my kids be mouthy and say stuff than learn to stuff it in. Suck so. it. Suck it down. That's awful. No, yeah. no sucking down. Tell me about COVID. How has COVID oh, been? COVID. Lucky, right? Lucky. Employed. Very lucky. Yep. Loving boyfriend, employed, healthy children, healthy parents. It, you know, that's all good. But, um, you know, so I, I, I'm reluctant to say anything mm-hmm. negative because I know how good we have it. Yeah. Um, but my stomach has been off the charts bad for months and months. And I've been to doctors 
regular doctors, holistic doctors, <laughs> therapists, everything. I take everything. I do everything. And one day recently, I just, I like had my, you know, COVID crack up, as I like to call it. I was trying to do something one morning for, for me and for Robert, and I couldn't do it. And I completely flipped out and I ran down the stairs. I was crying. I slammed my phone on the table. I was like, I can't take it anymore. I'm out. <laughs> so I like lost my mind. And I think the good thing about that is that prior to that, I was so worked up and I was in so much discomfort that if I spoke to my mom, I really couldn't hear what she had to say. Same thing with my sister-in-law, same thing with my best friend. And I wasn't listening. I couldn't listen. So when I kind of snapped that day, it took me to a whole different level. So that day I called my mom and she's saying, well, how many tests have you had? I'm like, I don't know, six tests so far. Well, how many more can they do? I said, I think there's three more they can do. She goes, okay, Susan. So after those three, when you're fine, then what? I said, well, then I'm going to have to deal with the angry voices in my head. <laughs> and she was like, yes, you're so stressed out. Your brain is doing this to your stomach. The next day, I had a very similar conversation over lunch with masks, socially distanced, you know, outdoors with my sister-in-law. And the day after that, I went down to see my friend, Melissa White. She just had a fantastic exhibit at Elevate Culpepper. And I love her. She's one of the most intuitive and creative and... God, in touch people I've ever met in my entire life. And, and, you know, she's been following me on Instagram, occasionally moaning and groaning about my belly. So she starts talking to me. And before I know it, I'm going to get in here and get this. Now I'm going to whip out my quartz. Now the quartz is with me. I carry my quartz. She charged it for me. I have my, I think it's either rose or lavender or whatever. I put it on, on my wrist and I even put it behind my ear over here because I've also developed uh, um, TMJ, the way your jaw locks and everything, and the whole thing swells. And I'm like, oh, look, more manifestation of Susan's stress. So I keep this tucked into my bra, you know, just, I have not had a stomach ache in a week. Today's a week. Um, oh, I'm so glad to hear but that. I think that uh, COVID did whatever it did, and I had to finally hit bottom. I love I climb out. Yes. And of course, I don't love that that happened. But I love that you said you had the COVID crackdown. And I was thinking, um, I've been writing a lot. <laughs> Crack up. Yeah. Um, and because I've been talking a lot, you know, just for me with 2020, it's been a lot of brokenness, you know, hurt, um, things like that. But the the flip side of that and the perspective shift is that that's when the healing can happen is when right. you kind of crack. And, and I, there right. was a quote, you know, that's about, when the light gets through. That's when the light gets through. And things start to make sense and you start to feel better. And exactly. And I was thinking yeah. about when you talked about the phone calls and hearing, and um, I think so often we are protecting where there's parts of ourselves that we're protecting. And so if you're trying so hard to keep it together, to not crack up and to yeah. do that so that when people are speaking to you, can't hear it. And when you finally just release it and let it go, and let those cracks, you know, happen, that's when yeah. that light can get in. So, and I think like you even started out in the, um, I'm so glad you said it to bring attention to it. You said, I know things are so bad for others. I'm so lucky. So I don't even want to share this. Right. Yeah. And you that's can. everybody, right? Of course. Yes. Yes. Everyone, everyone who's not, everyone who's not super suffering and there are mm -hmm. so many super suffering individuals yeah, for sure. in this country. So everybody who's not super suffering is reluctant to say, I really don't feel good. And I, I 
I think sometimes I'm going to go right out there and jump right off that little ledge outside my, my office here. Um, because how can you complain like that? Yeah. You know, your parents are good. You didn't lose your brother. You didn't lose your spouse. You, um, you're not sick in the hospital. Yeah. So you feel, um, awkward. You feel ungrateful mm. to say, I, I don't feel great, but mm. I think that, um, I think we all, you know, we all do that. We preface it just the way I, I prefaced mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And then having said that, it's like, oh, thank God. Cause now I'm talking to a friend I can trust. And I got to let this out. Yeah. She knows my friend knows I am not a bad person. Um, and I can actually talk with her. So yeah. Well, I'm glad I was. So Susan, for anyone listening, she's this um, author of two best selling books. And so 500 acres and nowhere to hide. Right. Actually, oh, it's, that's it's the 500 acres. And no, actually the first one is confessions of a counterfeit farm girl. And the second one is 500 acres and no place to hide more confessions of a counterfeit punk. More confessions. More confessions. Always. There's always so much to confess to, Samantha. So much. And my favorite thing to do. I know. Me too. I have to get it out. Like, that's for me. Like, I, you know, and 2020 has been a year for me too, that the more I keep stuff in, the more just, and when I let it out, when I have that release, so much better. Absolutely. Um, yes. So your TED Talk, so the books and then the TED Talk, you talked about yeah. grief and making peace yes. with your grief. Yes. And I was just thinking while you were talking how you you said something, and I can't remember what it was on the first podcast, I feel like, or just in our conversation, but how our grief is not, it can be different, but it's still painful. Like, so it, mm-hmm. we don't compare our grief. Right. And I was thinking, you know, isn't that- yeah. it's, Grief is subjective. It's personal. It's- yeah. And that's the yeah. same thing now. Like oh, that's what's going right. on right now. Like, you're absolutely right. Isn't it funny though, how, if it's, it's like in one lane of our life, we kind of get it like, okay, mm-hmm. if, if it's this, so I feel like it's a little bit of a shift, but for me, it's giving empathy and grace to others. I feel yeah. like that's a strength of mine. I'm mm-hmm. empathetic. I'm loving, forgiving, graceful. The person I'm the worst to is yourself. Is myself. <laughs> Of course. And so I thought for you, you know, you've been through that, a very hard season of grief and you've shared such encouraging words, you know, about making peace and it becoming with you. And so I wonder if that voice needs to be told to people now, as we are in this really hard season that so many people feel like shouldn't be that hard because I'm not here or, you know, I haven't had this happen. And it's just, there's Mm -hmm. this weird anxiety that people are feeling. So we need to be kinder to ourselves in general, always. Um, so many people now it's like, well, I haven't heard the expression of late, but when this all started, it was uncertain times. And I was like, when has anything been certain? The only certainty I have right now is I'm sitting here talking to you. You know, once we get done with this, I can go downstairs and that could be, I have no idea what's going to happen. There is no certainty. Um, and I think we all just have to be, uh, you know, aware of the suffering of others and, and mindful of them and pray for them and aware of also that, you know, our stuff does count. Amen. You know, we're allowed to say, I'm really having a bad time. Yep. Um, we don't have to, I, I get like embarrassed by it. Like yeah. I shouldn't say anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and, and I come from a long line of women who do that. <laughs> so I'm not the first, you know, um, but, um, you know, our, our stuff does matter. And our friends do want us to, 
to talk with them because also then we get it out and then they can do the same. We give them permission to let their stuff out and nobody should be walking around all bottled up. It's just going to make, going to make you sick. If you're not already sick, you're going to be sick. Amen. Um, yeah. an or it's a picture. I'll have to post it sometime. It's a great description of when you're going through, or especially if you know someone who's going through a hard time. And I feel like even now it's a great example. It's a circle and it shows, you know, the person at the center of kind of uh, the problem or the trauma or the issue. And it says, um, it's like an arrow going out and arrows going in. And it basically says, you know, if you need to vent, you're not going to necessarily vent to the person who's having the trauma. Um, I don't want to say bigger than yours, but like, you know, if, yeah. so if someone's struggling, like with, with like in COVID using COVID right now, you know, yeah. someone has a family member, you know, you go not outside. Go that person. No, no, that's who you pour into. But that doesn't mean your feelings aren't valid with the stress yeah. you're feeling. You just go to the person you know, either in the same circle as you or sure. one outside and kind of one removed from it. I'll have to get a better analogy. No, you have it right. You have it yeah. right. You know, that would be awful to go to that person, right? Mm -hmm. And and uh, dump on them. That would be unthinking. It would be like, if you were that person, you'd be like, you, are you really calling me with this? Do you have any idea what my life is like? I mean, you know, you would be a little put off. Yeah. So, um, you know, of course, you know, you have to bear that in mind. You have to go to the people who, yeah. who you can. Um, and, and like I said, pray for the people who are suffering, you yep. know, so many, so many people Definitely. Um, and we're, we're grieving in our own way. All of us are grieving and uh, that's real. That's a real thing. Grief of losing control. I think it's grief of, okay, losing, well, there's no control. Exactly. Samantha, I, I firmly oh. believe there is absolutely no control. What I meant to say, what I, and I'm glad you said that it's not the losing control. It's the grief of the thought that you ever had control. That's, that's okay. But it's also the grief of like, you know, in, in all your plans, the, your plans for your business mm -hmm. in 2020, anyone's plans, or your, your plans to go watch your kids play sports, your plans to go and, you know, be there for their graduation and moving them in only to have to move them right back out again at college or your plans to get married and have a huge wedding and you know, all the plans. You know, uh, everything, the, you, the plan to leave the house and go to the supermarket, one there and back, and who needs a mask? Nope, you need a mask. Yeah. All of it is, and you can't, we're doing this this way. Last time we yeah. did this, we were sitting in the same room right next to I each know. other. It's all those little things that they eat at you, and you know they're not big. You know you can deal with them, but you know what? They're still eating at us, mm -hmm. and they're zipping away and nipping away like like termites at the foundation of a house and it starts to make these big holes and cracks and um you know if we're not uh, we don't cut ourselves some slack and acknowledge that yeah i'm feeling really lousy i really miss you i can't believe i haven't seen you and i shouldn't see you for the safety of our respective you know tribes and bubbles and units yeah. you know um you have to be able to say like i, I, I this is terrible this really is awful. I mean, it's so unnatural, you know, to not be able to right now, if I did see you in the supermarket, I couldn't hug you. It's terrible. Like, yeah. especially for people who are huggers. I mean, it's really bad. It's been a terrible year period for everybody. And we're grieving. I didn't see Kyla play rugby once this year. Mm. You know, um, I, we haven't, I, we used to do so much traveling. 
you know, have laptop, we'll travel, you know. Mm-hmm. I can't complain. I shouldn't complain. So many people don't get to travel. So many kids, you know, they, they don't get to play sports, whatever. But I miss seeing Kai yeah. and his team on the yeah. rugby pitch. I really do. They, they're, yeah. they're beautiful. They're brilliant. Um, and all of us have that type of stuff right now that we've yep. missed. And so we grieve it. Yep. I think acknowledging our grief is so important and so yep. powerful. So how can we move towards making peace with our grief? So looking at your wise words, your wisdom, Mm -hmm. I love that the crack up, I think that the crack up is totally (laughs) um, not only valid, but I think needed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, I feel so much better. Yep. Um, You know, in terms of making peace with our grief, it's when I, you know, describe that, I just, I remember just, you know, sitting with it and as uncomfortable as that made me, I, I, I thought of everything um, that I let all my thoughts come into my head as to how I should say it. I didn't push them and say, that's too painful or I don't want to think about that. So I guess for in this instance, um, everything I just said to you is stuff I think about. Mm-hmm. Like, I haven't seen Kai play. I haven't seen his teammates. Mike, Mike Casey had a, a great job for a while up at Outback Steakhouse. I couldn't go. I couldn't put myself in a position. He was meshed. And I, I couldn't go see my boy at work in his new job. You know what I mean? So those things are the things that I would suggest on your, in your own personal life. Those are the things you think about. And you say, you just got to say to yourself, you know what? There's nothing I can do to fix that. Little, those are little pains. They're, they're pains. Those little pains can stay right here and be part of me. And you move, you move forward with your little pains, but those little and even big, you know, I haven't seen my parents in ages. Um, those things make you more grateful. They make us grateful, period. For when that starts to change and you can go to the rugby game, you can run up to New Jersey and hug your, your parents, you know, like I want to go see my parents. Um, it makes you more grateful then for finally being able to do that. So that, that, you know, I would keep all that stuff in your heart. You don't want to push that away. It's who you are. That's, that's the last year of our lives. Why would we flush that? Yeah. You don't know? flush that out. Flush that out, babe. Don't flush that down the drain. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all I mean. That's your life. So allow it to make you appreciative and grateful for the things that are coming. And stay. I I don't think you should be foolishly uh, positive or optimistic in any sort of like a, a silly way. But I, I believe in being optimistic. I believe in the power and the goodness of human beings. I believe in their brains. I believe these vaccines are going to work. I believe that someday, you know, we will all be able to see each other uh, at Molly's or Claire's or something and be able to hug and say hello. And I, I believe that. I believe that those people out there who've been working so hard, they're that smart. That's going to happen, you know. And I, agree. I, I have to be optimistic. And when I finally get to go to Claire's again and be with Robert and see you and maybe Jeremy, I'm going to be that much more grateful Yeah. for the chance to just be out, be healthy. Yep. You know, holding that glass of Chardonnay, babe, you know, <laughs> and relaxing. <laughs> yep. Kicking back. That's the thing. I think yeah. in the, the hard times, what I, what I have found in 2020 is that it is, it's the, through the hardest times, the darkest hours, that's where the gratitude can grow. 
you know, that's where mm-hmm. that seed can be and you planted. Need it. You need it. You need to act yeah. on it as soon as like humanly possible. I was so grateful for my mom that day, for my sister and, and seeing Melissa, mm-hmm. I, I was immediately feeling better. Now I would, I would say with the 20 years ago, Jersey girl. Yeah. Would, would have she thought that a crystal in her bra would be part of her healing regimen? No, I don't think my 20 year old, 20 years ago self would have thought anything of the kind. I think that um, Aquanet was probably my healing <laughs> ritual. <laughs> the fumes, just a nice inhale, a exhale. Um, I don't think I got in any way spiritual mm-hmm. until I was in my 40s. Mm. And That's you had some real life happen. Real life real was life. happening, mm-hmm. and um, I've always had faith. Mm-hmm. But I, I got like I got like big faith out of the whole thing, and I yeah. can't say that I'm a church goer because mm-hmm. some don't really particularly do that. But um, I, I and I have lots of faith in lots of things, like you know, yeah. God and the universe and the little yeah. crystal in my in my bra, right? This and yeah. Um, and uh, I yeah, that started in my forties. I mean, it probably mm-hmm. started before Stewie got sick. Yeah. And I just started to realize how tough it was to be a mom. Yeah. My mom, not always wrong. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Maybe get a lot wiser as we uh, get older, right? When more. She, my mother is officially the smartest person I've ever met on the planet. Oh. She may be the smartest person in the universe. That's great. Well, that's why I asked. I said, I love the, you know, I think changing and growing is good. And I think being open to, we don't know where our healing is going to come from. Right. That's right. And so That's it's right. just, I, so I'm so grateful for all the guests because you just, you don't know where and what doors are going to open or windows. And I just think that's really neat. And to not it is shut that off, you know? So well, what I always feel bad about is people who walk around with all that shut off. They're just shut off to it. And I'm like, I walk around like, bring it on. <laughs> I, can, I can wind up going to, you know, I don't know, like a meeting or a, a group to do some sort of volunteering and hooking up with the quirkiest person. I want to hang out with that because bring it. I want to see what's going on. And I want to like know about you. And why do you believe that? And huh, I like that. I'll that go home and help. do some reading. That might be good for me. Yep. That could be a new thought. And I feel, I kind of, I feel badly for people who aren't open like that. Mm-hmm. You're well, missing out. Well, that's why I, you know, it's that's the whole thing. There's opportunity in the hard times. There's opportunity that's and it right. and it sucks and it's hard and it it's it it sounds really pretty and flowerly language. I feel like when I write stuff, you know, like on Instagram, it's like, oh, there's beauty and pain and everything. <laughs> that's like, like how I <laughs> yeah, that's like how I write it. That's like I think the English major in me mm-hmm. coming out. But the real thing is it like, ah. <laughs> it freaking sucks, you know, like, but now that I'm on the other side of it, it's like, oh crap, there really is beauty in pain sure there really is good that can come from really bad stuff stuff. yeah Yeah. so the more we put that out there Mm -hmm. and if you don't keep growing you start dying that's so true susan i always appreciate your words and i know we talked a lot about um kind of your your i i pulled on a lot of the older things you've talked about but they're universal yeah. But what is good, something good. new that you're thinking? What's the new voice of Susan McCorkendale in 2021? What is the new voice coming? My new voice? I'm hoping that I will finally get a book deal in 2021. I have an agent who really likes bounce. 
um, and wants to represent me. So I'm very excited because I think Bounce is absolutely timely. I think that it's a book people need to read now. I would say women because that's the majority of my audience, but I think anybody could pick up Bounce. Uh, The whole title is Bounce, A Memoir of Resilience in Uncertain Times. And, um, and benefit from it because it's part memoir, part self-help. So throughout the book, there are these little bounce boosts where I just basically speak to you. I'm like, look, here's how I did that. And this man read it. He was like, I love how you did this. I love your voice. So I'm hoping that in 2021, I can go back to with, to calling myself an author with uh, some pride. <laughs> oh, you should have pride all the time because I think your voice is so important and I am excited to see how it is going to be used in 2021 because... Thanks, Samantha. Me, you too. Well, it's that resiliency and that... Um, I think that's the thing. That's the secret. You know what I mean? It's not that we don't get knocked down. It's not that the hard times... I mean, I kind of thought like, okay, one and done. I've had this really horrible year. I've had this really hard stuff. I've grown. I've figured it out. And Oh, you're I'm, done now. I'm done now. And <laughs> sorry to laugh at you. <laughs> no, that's a, that's I'm laughing at myself. I'm laughing oh at my myself. God. That would actually you know? be awful. You would be so bored and you would yeah. be so miserable. Yeah. That would be awful. Because as soon as we think we have it figured out, that's when that's when God laughs at us. And I loved your post on Instagram the other day. You said you shared the bird about I couldn't afford <laughs> therapy. So I started the podcast and I was like, well, I guess. Yeah, that's, that's pretty accurate Listen, for me. And I like, and I'm a frequent guest. So you can tell how I'm getting my therapy. Yep, this is it. <laughs> but that's the thing. I th- I feel like with me, with my faith, like I feel like God has called us to be in community with each other. Yeah. I mean, there's quotes that Agreed. are there. It's like, we are meant to carry this burden of life together. And Rebecca Bertram talked about, you know, when we share our joys, it it grows them exponentially. And when we share our burdens, it lightens them for us. That's right. It alleviates them. That's and right. I mean, I can look at podcast episodes, mm-hmm. but lighten them for sure. And it's like, I can, I can pinpoint podcast guests and stories told whether on the podcast or off that helped carry me through 2020. So that's good. That's so good. Like if, if selfishly, if anyone else gets anything out of this, like, I hope that that happens, but selfishly, (laughs) I'm like, this is, you know, this has carried me. I see now like, whoa, I thought this was for others and it was for me. Right. That's right. Isn't that crazy? And you're whispering. I know. (laughs) It's okay that it's for you. Yeah. So I know that your voice, you know, I, you're, vulnerability, your authenticity, your willingness to be you is there needs to be more of that. So. Oh, well, well I've got plenty, <laughs> plenty to go around. Um, I could, I just, you know me, I can't help myself. Yeah. I, I say what I say. I write what I write. And my feeling is there's somebody else out there. I know it who feels exactly the same way and is dying to find out that they're not alone. Exactly. So my job on this planet is to make sure that they know they're not alone. And, uh, you know, send me an email. We can, we can chat and you're not by yourself. You know, I, it's so true. And I think that, you know, you and I, we have, we're in, we have similar, but we're different, different stages of life and whatnot. And I think that that's even more important though, why all the voices need to be heard, because if it's just one voice in one season, Mm -hmm. and so it just, you know, so for people listening, it's like, 
It's just your your feelings matter, your experience matters, and right. not to stuff it down. So to not qualify the feelings. Earlier, you talked about that. It's what came to mind was, oh, we should not qualify our feelings. Yeah. I shouldn't feel this because just feel the feelings. Let it be a part of us. So yeah. And bounce back. Bounce back. Well, and bounce forward. Bounce Bounce forward. Ooh, ooh, I like, oh, that's so much better. Bounce forward. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, because, you know, you can do that. You might get knocked down a peg again, but that's okay because you've been building that muscle, that resilience, and you'll bounce back. You'll bounce forward. You'll Mm -hmm. keep going. You, you know, you'll be unstoppable. Amazing. Thank you, Susan, so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, Sam. It was great to see you. I nearly just called you Sam. Oh, you it was lovely to see you, baby. Samantha, love it all. So if um, so, people to find you, where can they find you? They can find me at SusanMcCorkendale.com. And they can find me on Facebook, uh, Susan McCorkendale Author. And on Instagram, I have Susan McCorkendale on Instagram. So that would be fun. Find me there. Yay. <laughs> I can't wait to, to read Bounce when it comes out because I know it's going to do big things. Cross your fingers. Ask God to take care of it. All of it. It all will all be will be the way all for good. That's my thing is it's That's all right. for good. No matter how good. it so unfolds, hopefully. it's all for good. So, well, thank you, Susan. Thank you, Samantha, for having me on. Take care. You too. Bye. Bye. And that's a wrap for now. Thanks for listening to Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle. Please visit our website at flushingitout.com for all things flushing. This has been a Spitfire production. That was the greatest thing I've ever heard.